Nothing and no one is safe. Nothing and no one is off limits. Ideas like authorial intent or established canon, these no longer have any meaning because to some people, nothing and no one matters except themselves. Hello everyone, thank you for joining the podcast. This is Ride All Week. I am Dave. Please follow at Ride All Week on any social media that you can find. And if you want to send an email, the address is writeallweek at gmail.com. Finally, please like, sub, and share because I believe this is important. I hope that you will agree. I hope that we will reach others. Today, I want to discuss something that is very near and dear to me, and I quite literally mean near as I gesture to my book collection here, I'm gonna talk about one of my favorite authors, that is Tolkien. Tolkien, there is a society where he is considered the president in perpetuity, uh, although he had entrusted his estate and his writings to his son, Christopher. Unfortunately, Christopher, he is now gone also, now that he is no longer with us. Those who remain have decided to take Tolkien's works in a new direction. And the first piece of proof is this summer's seminar, Tolkien, and diversity. Let me read some stuff to you. Spurred by recent interpretations of Tolkien's creations, it is crucial that we discuss the theme of diversity in relation to Tolkien. Spurred by recent interpretations. At least that is honest because there is no way that you would find anybody who was reading the works at the times that they were being written as much as over a hundred years ago during the First World War. Nobody back then was looking for some of the ideas behind diversity like people are nowadays. Representation is now more important than ever, and Tolkien's efforts to represent or ignore particular characteristics requires further examination. See, so now this is the aim of the seminar, to explore the many possible applications of diversity, which is in quotes, at least we're being honest again, we understand that word is a lot more loaded than its dictionary definition. Uh, of diversity within Tolkien's works, his adaptations, and his readership. So what are the goal now is to take a traditional Catholic, a person with very strong Christian beliefs, and a very, uh, very well-established biblical worldview, and we're going to try to find a way to corrupt it, to twist it. If you want to find a good Tolkien-sounding name for this, this would be Making Ang Bond Great Again, the unmaking of the children of Iluvatar. This is literally what they're doing. They're going to distort and twist and pervert everything about Tolkien's creations. Let me share with you some of the bullet points. Representation in Tolkien's works. What is included? Race, gender, sexuality, disability, class, religion, age. Age. From a guy who wrote about people who literally lived for millennia. I guess it's just that important that Methuselah reads the book and finds someone to identify with. Tolkien's approach to colonialism and post-colonialism. Again, talking about someone who was in the wars, the great wars. I really don't think this uber-Western idea of 21st century colonialism was on on his mind when he wrote the books, but okay, adaptations of Tolkien's works. At least we're being honest, they're going to be adaptations, diversity, and representation in Tolkien academia and readership. Academia and readership. Okay, anybody who's anybody, where whoever you are, wherever you are, you can study Tolkien. You, if you want, that's totally okay. And anybody who's anybody, anywhere, wherever, whatever, you can read it as long as you've got access to the books. Yeah, go for it. I don't understand why that needs to be a talking point at a seminar about Tolkien. But uh, I guess that's, that's what's important to them. Identity within Tolkien's works. And here's another fancy word for you, alterity. The idea that uh, otherness is all important, which is interesting because he has used the phrase, hey, something was completely other than. But you know what? He wasn't talking about uh, disenfranchising people. That's for sure. These things in the first bullet point, race, gender, sexuality, disability, 
These things are absolutely crazy. Yes, there are multiple races represented in the fictional world of Middle-earth, also known as Arda, also known as Eya, but we're talking about fictional races, dwarves, elves, hobbits. Uh, why do we need to worry about these people who, who've in my adult life have gone from, oh, it's just one giant human race, to now we're trying to split everybody up into every possible subgroup imaginable, and now they're saying, oh, we gotta find a way to make sure that every one of those hair-splitting subgroups are also represented in a fake, fantastic, fictional place. Ridiculous. And gender, no doubt about it. Gender is pretty well established in Tolkien's world. If you look at the Valar, going back to the beginning, the people who were the Ainur who came into Middle-earth back when it was before it was Middle-earth to help, and they had two genders, baby. Boys and girls, that's what you got. And then when the children of Luvatar come about, guess what? You got boys and girls, dwarves, boys and girls, hobbits, boys and girls. And it was never in Tolkien's mind, again, Christian, Biblical worldview, never in his mind that you would have these mutable gender nonsense and sexuality. Well, this is something that actually bothers me a lot because Tolkien is uniquely uh, good. He has a very unique ability and has done such a good job of telling this idea about intimate friendship. How you can have a strong love for someone that sex has nothing to do with it. And this, uh, he's done a really good job of showing the biblical model of no greater love has a man than this, than he laid down his life for his friends. That is evident many times in his stories. But here they can't just have intimate friendships that people absolutely love each other and it's all about how much uh, you matter to me and I care for you. Nope, they have to find a way to put sex into it and they're going to. And this idea about disability, I guess we're going to go, Bifer's going to be a hero, folks. And I can even identify with that because I have a head injury. I have a brain injury and that might make it hard for me to understand all of this nonsense. Would you like to hear about the program? Let's look at the program. Gondor in Transition, a brief introduction to transgender realities in The Lord of the Rings. Again, it's not going to be there. The only way you're going to find any of this stuff, anything on the list, if you've been to Bible school, you've probably heard these words. You've got exegesis and you've got eisegesis. Exegesis is when you are extrapolating out of the text everything that you can. You're going deep and finding what's there. Isogesis, though, is with the opposite. You're looking for the biggest room that you can create so that you can put the most in so that you can find yourself, is what the purpose for these guys. They are trying to put in and pro uh, project onto as much as they can so that way they can make themselves feel good while they're self-actualizing. The Problem of Pain is the next one. Stealing a, a Lewis book title for that one. Portraying physical disability in the fantasies of J.R.R. Tolkien. The burnt hand teaches about f most about fire, applying traumatic stress and ecological frameworks to narratives of displacement and resettlement across cultures in Tolkien's Middle Earth. I almost get tired just reading the title of that one. I can't imagine. They have a really good imagination. They must. The Invisible Other, Tolkien's Dwarf Women, and the feminine lack. Now, this one would actually be funny if it weren't so troubling. The idea, if they probably don't, I don't know, I'm assuming that many people don't actually understand what is the origin of the dwarf race in Tolkien's stories. There is an origin, it's in the Silmarillion. It's my favorite book. You should go and check it out. But these guys, hey, let me ask you a question. Where does femininity 
come from. You've got a whole spectrum of genders, and you can't and and gender and sexuality. These are just whatever characteristics, and maybe they're mutable or maybe they're an immutable, depending on you know whether or not you want people to accept you for who you are on whatever given day excuse you're going to use. But if there are only two genders, well that makes sense. One of them's going to be feminine. But in this case, if you're going against the whole gender constructs, and where the heck does femininity come from? Just a question. Next, projecting Indian myths, culture, and history onto tokens. I'm being honest. They're projecting it onto. Thank you for your honesty. The Lossoth. Indigeneity, identity, and anti-racism. These are ideas that are new. How are you going to find ideas about white fragility in Tolkien's works? Good luck with that. The problematic parameters of Elrond Half Elven and Ronald English Catholic. Well, now this this one is admitting, yeah, there are perimeters. There's limitations that because of his personal worldview, his personal beliefs, but it's problematic. There's a big word there. Hearkening to the other, Athrobeth and Finrod Andreth, which is a, a huge conversation. Interesting how they're going to try to find a way to make it sound all about the others. Again, that's not a popular one. Not a lot of people know what that's about. Here we go. Pardoning Saruman, the queer in Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Now we're throwing in queer as in the 21st century idea of queer. Did you know he actually used the word queer, but in its original context, the idea that something is strange, the idea that something is deviating from its natural. So uh, I don't know how you're going to try to find a way to make that work for you, but that's what they're doing. Desire of the Ring, an Indian academic's adventures in her quest for the perilous realm. Again, somebody being honest that it's a, in their minds, their paper is about them. It's about you. It's not about Tolkien. So let's be honest about that. Queer atheists, agnostics, and animists. Oh my. Yes. Well, again, we're going to have to use a different idea for queer there. Actually, in this case, I don't know which way uh, you're trying to use that word queer, but you're definitely trying to project these other worldviews, these other faith systems, onto a works that was written by somebody who obviously didn't agree with any of those. All right, what else we got? Questions of caste in Lord of the Rings and its multiple Chinese translations. Are we suggesting that this comes out different? Is there a different representation in each of the Chinese translations? I don't know. I don't read Chinese. I don't want to read Chinese. And that's why we need to stop a lot of this other nonsense because China's watching, y'all. All right, stars less strange and analysis of fiction and representation within the Tolkien fan community. So we're looking to see, again, in his fans. Uh, he, he properly represented, and we have enough of this kind of fan in the representation of his readership. Uh, maybe you should just let this book and or the, the library as a whole do its own job, okay? If it's good, people are going to read it. This is like the same problem that we have. Anytime we're looking for equality, in which case what they really mean are equal outcomes or equal representation, okay? Well, that's it doesn't work, okay? The, the math doesn't work and you're not going to have a way there's no way that i can think of any strategies you can use to make sure that there's an equal number of women reading token that there's an equal number of each and every possible ethnicity across the planet reading token that there's an equal number of everybody with a different gender identity issue reading token there's no way for you to do that only the books themselves will be appealing or they won't and the people will decide to read them or they won't and that subject is nonsense. All right, something mighty queer. Here we go, using that word again. This one's 
This would all would also be funny if it weren't so troubling. Destabilizing cis-hetero-aminomic-normativity in the works of Tolkien. That's another one of those fake made-up words that they like to use on the left to try to make it sound like something oppressive was happening, when really it's just like, hey, are you going to hook up with that person? No, I'm going to do my career. Okay, that's cool. You're judging me, aren't you? No, I said it's cool. You're judging me. That's aminonormativity. And in, so apparently they found it in Tolkien's works and cis-hetero stuff, that's in Tolkien's works. What's interesting in this case, they are admitting they have to destabilize these things before you can make the rest of it work. Oh, oh, okay, so what you're saying is it's not actually there. You're superimposing it into the text because in your mind, it's all about you. When it's not, guys, we got to do what we can to preserve, to save the things that are traditional, to save the things, that, the true and the pure and the beautiful. If we don't stand up for the stuff, we just let 400 people on the internet take over and try to tell the rest of the world that it means something totally different than it did, what's next? Okay, Tolkien might not be that important to you, but I'm going to guarantee you, whatever, until we stop them, they're going to keep coming. They're going to keep taking over all of our favorite things, all of our favorite stories, and the stuff that's not allowed. The one port, the one kind of diversity that isn't okay is the Christian worldview, the Christian belief, the identity. Where I get my identity, it's not in my disabilities, it's not in my sexuality, it's not in my skin color, it's not in my gender. My identity comes from Jesus. But you know what? That one is not allowed. That one is forbidden, and that's why we need to stop these people, because they've got it all wrong. It's 100% wrong, and these lies need to be refuted. The truth must have a stay. The truth must win. If you finished this podcast, I thank you very much. I appreciate you. I hope that you will come back for more. Again, this is Right A Week. My name is Dave, and this is where we talk about what's right, how it's right, and why it matters.